The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. It's mailbag time. A Thursday mailbag instead of a Friday mailbag, but still tons of fun. And we have Dave here as well. Dave joining us on the mailbag. So Dave Richard is here. Are you honored? No. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie Eisenberg is here. And here's a man that both looks and sounds like he just woke up. Dan Schneier, ladies and gentlemen. In what way do I look like I just woke up or sound like I just woke up? What happened to the rest of Dan's hair? It looks like he got a little bit too short on the side there. <laughs> look what at it. <laughs> Can I ever get a good haircut on this show? Is anyone Turn ever your head a little bit more to your left. Like your this? other left, Dan. No, the, this way. Oh, so, like, idea. that way it looks normal, but, like, there's a certain angle where it looks like also the thickest beard I've ever seen you have. You totally look like you just woke up. I'm no, I'm going, I'm growing it out. We're going to see what happens with this beard thing. Uh, I've been told, don't touch it. Just let it grow. Let's see what happens. So let's see. I don't know. What told I like that. Am I pulling off the show? I like it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Is that all Guys? that matters? What'd you say, Dave? Am I pulling off the Schneier hairstyle correctly now? <laughs> no, but you're looking to your left greatly. <laughs> You are looking to your left. Good job. That was a tough one. We should have thrown that at Dan. So the camera is it goes opposite ways, guys. I was looking to my left. You know what, Adam? Do we need to bring up your diner experience already? Because no, I, I could get yet. into that at any point. Not yet. All right. We got a lot of your emails and tweets. I want to thank you for that. Fantasyfootball at cbsi.com is the email address. Fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Want to remind you, just in case you weren't aware, it is Super Bowl week. You can stream wall-to-wall coverage with our CBS Sports HQ team of hosts, insiders, and analysts as they tackle the biggest storylines, interview the game's brightest stars, and keep you up to date with the latest betting odds and much more leading up to the best Sunday of the year. All right, so we got our crew out there in Vegas. They're doing a great job on HQ. Please check it out. Download the CBS Sports app. You can watch HQ on that. Um, And uh, I've been watching it kind of just here and there throughout the day, just getting some great Super Bowl info and... Also, NBA trade deadline today, so plenty to look out for 
on CBS Sports HQ. Let's get to the emails and tweets. This one is from Nick D. If Saquon Barkley ends up in Houston or the Chargers, does he move back into the first round in a half and or full PPR league? Jamie, is Saquon a first rounder if he ends up with the Texans or Chargers? No, but he'll definitely be a second rounder. Do you think there's any chance he's not a second rounder if he's on the Giants? Or, or anywhere. Is there any scenario where Saquon Barkley is outside the top 24? Yes, if he goes to a team that already has somewhat of an established running back or someone is sharing with him that's of significant talent. Let's say like the Dolphins decide to bring him in and he's sharing with Devon Achan. Something like that. Okay. I what do you guys think? If either Houston or the Chargers grab him, he'll move into that borderline round one, two conversation. And I just see him ultimately ending up being drafted there. Name brand is high. People know him. People have had him. He's had success as an RB1. Then he joins a great offense. That's like a recipe that usually pushes into that borderline one, two range. But if it's the Giants again and it's Jones again, it's probably, I would think, end of round two. All right, Saquon Barkley will be 27 years old. Dan, you know everything about the Giants. When will Saquon Barkley be 27 years old? I don't know that answer. Tomorrow. I do know, tomorrow. I do know Daniel Jones's birthday, though. Same birthday as me. Really? How about that kind of irony? Yep. Oh, how about that? Uh, when Bar- it first happened, they drafted him, even though I had a horrible grade on him. like Not a horrible grade, a second-round grade on him. I was like, you know what? Maybe it'll work out. He has the same birthday as me. It's fate. I, believe, I don't really believe in those kind of things, but maybe I can start believing in those kind of things. He'll bring us back to the promised land, Adam, and that <laughs> – Maybe that hasn't happened, though. The truest believers believe in year six he's going to have a breakout. So, uh, be right. Saquon Barkley turns 27 on Friday. He averaged only 3.9 yards per carry. But the last two seasons per game, he's been number nine in 2023. And in 2022, he was number five per game. So he's been solid. And he was on the third lowest scoring team in the NFL last year with the third worst PFF run blocking grade in the NFL last year. Uh, of course, the Chargers were worse, so keep that in mind. Houston, by the way, Dave, they were 31st in running back target rate. Uh, I don't know if that would change if they got a guy like Saquon Barkley, but they did not throw to their running backs. The Chargers were 25th. We've seen them be kind of all over the place. You know, it depends on Eckler and whatnot, but uh, your no. thoughts real quick? No, I think Saquon's going to end up being a second-round pick. I really liked how he did in games with at least 15 touches. He averaged over 18 PPR points in those games, so let's get him to a team that can commit to him, that can give him a lot of work. Remember, in 2022, he averaged almost 18 PPR points per game. I think he still has something left, so there will be some fantasy managers. They're going to say, oh, Saquon's too old, I don't want him. Or they'll say that Saquon, you know, he's injury-prone, I don't want him. If he's in a good spot, I think he's a good pick, and I can't keep him out of my top 12 running backs at this point. I'll say one final thing on Saquon before we move on, just because I do think volume-wise, he will he will still be in play if what Dave said is right. But there are some underlying metrics that are concerning. His yards after contact per attempt are down over a half yard from his breakout season. His breakaway runs, those are just non-existent. He had nine as a rookie of 40 plus in 2018. He had one last year and one this year. I actually had zero this year of 40 plus. So I don't know if he's the exact same player he was from an explosive standpoint when he was kind of like a bigger version of CJ2K. And the yards after contact are also down. The success rate was also really bad this year. But how much of that is situation-based? And that's kind of what we're getting at here. Right. Uh, The offensive line that he plays with is clearly a factor. The Giants' offensive line was terrible. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's wrap up on Barkley. I actually was going to mention the advanced metrics. I think maybe on Beyond the Box score, when we we were supposed to do that this week, we're going to do it in two weeks. Um, A pretty unbelievably underwhelming 
advanced metrics for Barkley throughout his entire career, believe it or not. I mean, not in every metric in every situation, but we'll get into that. Um, all right. What did you say about this show yesterday? Dan didn't wake up on time, so you had to scrap it. <laughs> no, that was uh, not why we moved it. <laughs> what the heck, Jamie? No. You don't even know. First of all, did you did you say that, Adam? No, I didn't say that. J- the Jacob Gibbs, uh, his exactly. move to a new apartment, he doesn't he have Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah, he needs to move it. All to right, him. Jamie. And of course, Dan, being the hardworking guy that he is, he's going on vacation next week. All right, Michael Jacobs has our next question here. It says, where is the cutoff of drafting proven players this year versus rookie running backs and wide receivers? Example, Marvin Harrison Jr. goes after A.J. Brown, but before a Jalen Waddle type? He's probably the only one that's going to sneak into the first three rounds. Maybe there's going to be the only one one top rookie receivers, but or Bowers. But I I would be surprised if now Bowers won't get drafted in the first round. What if Neighbors Uh, goes to the Chargers? You don't think he'll sneak in? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no. First first round. Not first. Oh, you're talking about first round. Okay. No, he said first three rounds. I I don't think. Oh, first three rounds. I don't. I don't think. uh, Jamie Malik Neighbors goes to the Chargers. LSU wide receiver goes to the Chargers fifth overall. Is he going to be a top thirty six pick? No. It's rare to find rookie wide receivers that. When was the last? No, Harrison's going to have a lot of buzz, and if he goes to the Cardinals, for example, you know where there's an opening for a number one receiver, and you know still Kyler Murray playing at a high level, at least we hope. He'll be he'll be the one. I'm curious. And, and clearly the quarterbacks in, in super flex leagues. Yeah, for sure. They can sneak in. But if you're the Chargers and you draft one of these big receivers, if it's O'Dunn's or neighbors, I guess it's just a matter of like where where's Mike Williams in his recovery? What do we expect out of Quinton Johnson? There is some opportunity there, I think. There's a lot but, of opportunity, yeah. but it's also a Jim Harbaugh uh yeah, yep. you know, Greg, Greg Roman. Roman. Yeah. He's not exactly the most enticing. So, yes, there's opportunity. But to say top three rounds, no. I think Harrison is the one that will be drafted and probably ranked somewhere close to the top 24, if not in the top 24. And a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. You know, you've been hearing about him for two years now. And to be a number one receiver, potentially, that's going to be very enticing. Oh, man. What if the Chargers end up with Harrison? How? Trade up? Cardinals don't take him. That's all it's going to take is the Cardinals not taking him. Then someone's going to trade up from. Yeah, right, I'd be. I'd bet anything. Up. He's not going. He's not going to be on the board at fifth overall. Well, he'll pro- he'll probably be on. Uh, I wouldn't say probably. He'll probably be possibly be on the board at fourth overall. So it's not crazy. That I think. Yeah. Right. Uh, fifth is great. Okay. Um, let's say trade up to get him. Let's say Adunze or Neighbors goes to the Giants. Do they get no. drafted, Dave Richard, before? A Steelers receiver? Would you take George Pickens or one of those guys on the rookie on the Giants? If it's neighbors, I might be talked into taking him ahead of Daniel or ahead of Pickens. I should say catching passes from Daniel Jones, okay. but Adunze, I I don't think I would if he went to the Giants. And it's a close call between neighbors and Pickens. All right. By the I, way, just as just as a aside, Adam, we both mispr- mispronounced yes. Odunze's name in different ways. Dave got the right one, so we got to try to hammer that home. Yeah, Odunze. it's another De- Devon Achan kind of thing. <laughs> Except, yeah, I can pronounce that one, but yes, uh, <laughs> uh, I also love the amount of Giants talk so far. Let's keep this going, guys. Great <laughs> stuff. Yeah, he's not here to police us. What do we care? From Lee Haynes, I always try to get weapons from the best offenses. Are there any sleeper offenses for next season and specific targets? And then he gave the Bears as an example. Dave Richard. 
Sleeper offenses for next year. I <laughs> just Chief, went through. Back. Who? <laughs> that Jamie. Who did he say? He said the, Chief, the Chiefs will bounce back. Oh, no. loves- will bounce here's a, here's up. one. Oh. I, I, you Too know, soon, Jamie. I'm a football analytics nerd, and so of course I'm going to be a big fan of Zach Robinson going to Atlanta. Uh, former pro football focus, data miner, former quarterback, now calling plays for the Falcons with a lot of good pieces there. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if that offense really kicked into high gear. And depending on what that team does at quarterback and what Tennessee does at quarterback, I'm a big believer in Brian Callahan. He's from the Shanahan McVay coaching tree. He's going to run an offense that will be nothing like what we've seen from Tennessee. So I'm mildly intrigued with what he does there. Uh, Those are the first two that come to my mind. What do you guys think? Sleeper offenses? I, I like to follow along the same guidelines Dave provided. What I look for is change in offensive coordinator and play caller. That can be an upgrade. To me, that's the biggest way to make that jump. Obviously, quarterback's another way to do it. Um, so Dave mentioned two good offenses. The one I want to bring up is Shane Waldron. Uh, I just think, I know it didn't it didn't sound great when they asked Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't know if you guys saw that clip about him, about him as a play caller yesterday. It, it was like he had a long pause and it was awkward. But what do you expect? Jackson Smith and Jigba wasn't a big part of his offense and didn't get the ball a lot. So it makes sense. But I think he's a great play caller. And I love the way he designs shot plays for the quarterback. I think that from watching a lot of tape of Geno Smith, there's just so many good designs where there's either a max protector, extra guys in protection. And then he, he allows the quarterback to kind of roll into a spot in the pocket, find a landing spot and a foundation to throw from. And then open up a lot of downfield throws he certainly did for Geno Smith, at least in 2022. So I'm excited about him adding a verticality to that offense. And I'm, I'm going to be excited about his offense. And he's with the bears now. So yep. he's, uh, yeah, no, that's okay. So Shane Waldron going from, the Seattle Seahawks to now becoming the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. Um, and uh, well, let me get your thoughts. I mean, we didn't talk about this too much with Kubiak expected to go to the Saints. He's with the 49ers right now. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the, when he was the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, they had a great season. Dalvin yep. Cook had a great season. Justin Jefferson, that was his second year in the NFL. He exploded. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I believe, was the number nine quarterback per game, something like that. I want to say it was about 4,500 passing yards. So you've got, you love guys coming from the 49ers. He's also got experience. He's did well there. Um, the Saints don't excite you on paper, though. But what are your thoughts there? Well, I mean, there there certainly are some nice pieces there. You know, clearly Chris Olave and whatever's going to be left of Alvin Kamara as he goes to the twilight of his career at his age 28 season, um, those two guys could still be very productive. Um, you know, the other parts to this is Michael Thomas still there, you know, and how healthy is he? Uh, Rashid Shahid, what he has to potentially offer. Um, A.T. Perry, somebody I like taking a late round flyer on just because I think he's a big body receiver that can make some plays. Certainly the red zone, we saw that last year. And then we'll see what else they do. You know, are they going to add to their receiving core? Is it going to be you know, Jawan Johnson and Taysom Hill again at the tight end spot. Is it going to be, you know, some some additions to the backfield? You know, Kendry Miller was somebody I was taking a lot of in keeper and dynasty leagues when he was available, just with the thought of if Kamara's done, you know, and he didn't really show anything. So it's hard to say there's a lot to, uh, you know, base anything on there. But yeah, I mean, anytime you have, you know, I, I think that the sentiment is, is the same across the board. You know, you look at where there's talent and, you know, Dave brought up Atlanta. There's obviously a lot of talent there. You know, um, you could look at Washington, you know, and we'll see if Cliff Kingsbury's offense helps those guys. And certainly the quarterback helps those guys. There's a lot of pieces there that you like. 
So any of these situations where there's talent, and certainly there's still talent in, in New Orleans, but as Dave alluded to yesterday when talking about the hiring of, of Kubiak, it feels like this could be a one-and-done situation across the board because if they don't make the playoffs, yeah. they could all be out the door in, uh, in New Orleans. I wanted to say Kendra Miller as a sleeper, and then because I really think his fit it could be really good in Kubiak's system just from watching, remembering some of what I watched of him at TCU on zone plays, but then I looked and Alvin Kamara has like a dead cap hit of 18 million somehow next year. Well, I mean, you know, he, he did battle some injuries at the end of the season. And, and as at his age, you know, you just wonder, um, it wouldn't be surprising if he works in as the second guy. And if you're starting to, you know, like we're going to try and we always try to say, oh, okay, who's the next, this, who's the next, that he could be the next Kyron Williams. And it's not yeah. going to necessarily be the same path because clearly Cam makers was, uh, not what Sean McVay wanted. And we know that basically from the start because he was never really enamored with him and, and he did have the good stretch run at the end of his second year, but who knows how much the Achilles injury took, took away his production. But you're talking about guys that didn't do much in their rookie campaign and then maybe get an opportunity. It may take two years for, for Miller, but remember Kyron Williams did not play as a rookie for the most part because of a foot injury and then got this opportunity the second year. Kendra Miller did not play very much in his rookie season for a variety of injuries. And if he ever gets an opportunity, I agree with you, Dan, the, the fit, I think just is is good in general. He's got speed. He's on turf. Yep. You know, it's going to be a, a he, he's with a quarterback that will throw to his running backs. Um, you know, so the the fit could be fantastic, but he's got a little bit more of a roadblock in front of him as opposed to what Kyron Williams had. All right, next question here comes from Tim from Let Dave pick a town in Pennsylvania. Uh, Scatterboro. Okay, grade the off season trade. <laughs> 10-team, half-point PPR, four-point per passing touchdown, Superflex Dynasty League. Okay, Superflex, four-point half PP, uh, four point per passing touchdown, half-point PPR. Give up pick 202 and Kyle Pitts. Get Kyler Murray and pick 308. He already has Fields and Lamar, but he has Sam Laporta at tight end. So give up pick 202 in a 10-team league and Kyle Pitts. Get pick 308. And Kyler Murray. I like and it. He has, he has Fields and who? Lamar Jackson. Lamar he's, Jackson. He's worried that Fields gets yeah. traded and becomes a bench player or something. I mean, I, I mean he, he could be a bench I, fantasy player. I don't see him being a bench player, at least in 2024. I mean, it's never a bad idea to have a, a lot of star power at the quarterback spot, especially in a 10-team league super flex. You know, so you are giving yourself probably the best quarterback situation in the league, I would assume. Uh, the question would be is, can you then maybe flip one of those guys, most likely Fields, to get something still significant at someplace else? Because Laporte is going to be your tight end. So we like it. I, I'm going to give it I, a, I, a B plus. I'm giving it an A because I just believe the value for Murray is much higher than Pitts and you're not losing too much going from 202 to the 308 in, in a 10-team in a league. And I think Murray, look, we're so star for quarterbacks in the NFL that even I, I don't really see any scenario where Murray's not going to be starting for a few few more years at the very least. And then Kyle Pitts, it's like, A, we haven't seen it yet. That's fine. I understand there's been some some issues for that, the injury and also the system and the quarterback. But what, what they're bringing in now, if you look at the past, it feels like it's more going to be heavily, at least in my mind, it's going to be better for Drake London than for Kyle Pitts, the new system they're bringing in. And we'll see if that plays out as expected. But... Scares it's not going to be sure. bad for Pitts. It's just not. Gonna it's, be nothing maybe, can be worse. Yeah, exactly. It can't it's be. It's not going to be maybe what we hope for. Really, it's going to come down to the quarterback. You know, I mean, and, exactly. and you just look at what what he's had so far in his career. He had a guy that was a volume passer at the end of his career, really, in Matt Ryan, and 
you know, threw the ball just all over the place. And that's why he had the targets and, and the opportunities that he had. Then he had two inept, three inept quarterbacks in Mariota, Ritter, and, and Heineke and in a bad system. So, I mean, on, on, the, on the surface, you don't want to give up Kyle Pitts. But when you have Laporta, you know, that's going to be the guy you're playing. Could you have gotten maybe more for, for Pitts? I doubt it, you know, especially. Yeah, now. So I think he did really well. All right. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we've got some Vegas questions, some Super Bowl questions, uh, an Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams questions, a question, a thought on the Bears' backfield, and much more. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This question comes from Eric from Twin Falls, Idaho. It's a three-parter. Let's go rapid fire. Ready? What is your favorite hotel in Las Vegas, and what would be your choice of game slash gambling in Vegas? Aria and craps. Win and uh, one three no limit. Dave, which uh, which hotel or did you do your bathroom? Poker? Was it win? What happened? Which hotel did you model your bathroom after? Was it win or Aria? <laughs> win. Win. Yeah. The win <laughs> is so nice. I just live in the Aria because the poker, but I didn't know we can include poker. So I'm going to go uh, Aria and the 5 5 PLO game of the Rock. Oh, man. Hmm. Um, Crazy action. Bellagio and I'm just a blackjack guy. So blackjack. I don't really have an answer to this. I forgot oh. where I stayed. I've every I've liked every hotel I've stayed at in Vegas. I honestly, like love that place. And I'm probably staying at like the Luxor, and he's like, "Oh, it's just fancy." <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, I, but I've stayed <laughs> off the strip. I've stayed. Where was the last place? It was a nice place. I went there for a bachelor party. Anyway, Do you gamble, Adam. Have you ever gambled? I, you know, I used to love it. I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of okay. over it. You know? That's good for you. I'm really actually happy for you. But I would play blackjack. I wish, I, wish I could get over it. Jamie and I, Jamie, I'd it. find the $5 table so I could just stay there for a long time. You know, no, you're going to got to go to downtown Vegas to find Yeah, you're, you're going to Ellis Island. Though. Yeah, or Ellis Island. <laughs> if you could start an NFL franchise anywhere, where would it be? That's a good question. It can't be anywhere that already is, right? That yeah, yeah. Um, this is someplace new. Good Hawaii. question. <laughs> Why? I'm going to say Austin, Texas. Even though there's already two teams in Texas, I I don't I don't care. This is interesting. I care. I just I have to think about. I it. I don't like, care if I if I'm starting an NFL franchise, I'll make a billion dollars every year, no matter where. <laughs> it could be in in uh, Scatterboro, Pennsylvania, and it'll. Be I'll tell you one thing. I would do if I started an NFL franchise, no matter where I put it. I would my my stadium would be a dome, 100 percent a dome. Oh, that is yeah. so lame. Nope, I want have offense, and, been, I, and I know my fans want offense. A a as an owner, have you? Ever That's been not why you build a dome, Dan. Yep, I want offense, and my fans want offense, and I don't want to. I don't want to give them a cold weather, terrible team that can't move the football. Oh, yeah, so you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna on the hot seat every year. Cold based weather on, in based Austin. On, uh, based on Dan's Dan's um, uh, studio, he would have the best toilets in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to build an, a, a dome in Austin, Texas, so we don't have cold weather in November. You build a dome so you can have There's like no the dome. final four there. 63 degrees right now in Austin, by the way. I need to think of like a good sports town, even if it's cold, and then put a dome there. And here's the last question here. 
I know I it's mean, only is, February. Is San Diego the right answer there? Like, don't they oh, deserve hell no franchise? Hell no. Those fans, I'm not putting in San Diego. Then I'm going to have no fans. Matt, crapping all over San Diego. <laughs> well, oh, Louis, San Diego is like the greatest Louis. place in America to live. It's amazing, but that's why I don't want a football team there. St. Louis. Too many good things to do outside. St. Louis, Louis. I like that. Nice. St. Louis. St. Louis. Louis. That's yeah. the one. I put it in St. Louis. There it is. Right, you can do a dome there. They I know it's it. only February, but going off the drafts you've all have done, tight ends seem like they're getting pushed down quite a bit. Assuming that this is the case in six months, will this change your strategy at all? We got to find out next week what's happening with uh, 87. So if he's back, that changes the landscape a little bit of this. Um, I spent some time talking to Evan Ingram and David Njoku at the Pro Bowl about the position. Uh, Laporta as well. You know, just the uh, first thing out of Evan Ingram's mouth when I said, what do you think about, you know, how tight ends are? He goes, Sam friggin' Laporta. <laughs> really? So, um, you know, just – and he did say, he goes uh, – somebody asked him, you know, just about the, the two tight ends playing in the Super Bowl. And he said, yeah, they're two of the best three. And I said, are you the third? And he goes, of course. <laughs> um, nice. Um, and he said, I won't tell you the order. Um, but uh, in terms of the position, yeah, it's 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 feeling very robust. You know, when you look at if Kelsey's back and Andrew's healthy and, you know, the two young guys that everybody's going to hype up in, in Laporta and McBride, and now we got Bowers coming into the league. By the way, the photo of, of Bowers at Radio Row standing next to Rob Gronkowski is hilarious. Um, I, yeah, I recommend go looking it up. Thomas, if you want to grab it and show it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, get it. Um, but in any event, you know, the uh, – the, the position is feeling pretty good, you know, and, and we did a draft uh, yesterday with, or excuse me, on Tuesday with our, with our audience. Um, and I, with my, two of my last three picks in a 14 round super flex draft. So take that into account, Cole Komet and Jake Ferguson. Now, obviously they're not world beaters, but they're probably going to be in the top 12 or borderline top 12 for a lot of people. Um, both had very successful seasons. You know, I don't know if you want to take both of them. You want to take just one, but you know, that's 708 and, and, and eight touchdowns potentially. Um, so, you know, good late round value. I, I think the position's in great great shape. I think it is too. There were seven tight ends last year that averaged over 11 PPL points. One thing that is a little bit. Did he just go underwater there for a second? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and repeat that. I don't know. That happens sometimes. <laughs> what happened? It happens sometimes. To it sounded like you got drowned out, like a wave just hit you. That, <laughs> that was wild. You were at my stadium in Hawaii, and a and a, and a wave just hit you yeah. on the North Shore. Now go to Dan's dome, so we don't have any more. It wasn't. It was had nothing to do with you. But go ahead and repeat that stat about eleven points per game. All right, seven tight ends last year averaged at least eleven PPR points per game. That sounds good on the surface. Only one of them was young, and it was Laporta at twenty three. I think we need to to hope for and then see guys like uh, Kincaid. McBride and McBride, to be fair, he averaged 10.7 on the season. He was 14.6 points per, points per game to close the year after. Exactly. So he, he almost counts as somebody that averaged 11 and he's 24. We need to see these younger tight ends start to evolve a little bit more. And then the tight end position will be really good for fantasy. Well, I, I, I think what you're looking at is you mentioned Kincaid. Uh, there's a big opportunity for him. And really anytime somebody was missing, whether it was Knox or Davis at the end of the season, he was fantastic. So Davis most likely gone. I think he's got a chance to be an absolute superstar. Uh, there's a couple of guys that I think we haven't seen yet that have the chance to, you know, maybe step up to play a full season of, of this level. Two rookies last year in Musgrave and Mayer. You yeah. know, the opportunity is is huge for those guys. And then we'll see where some of these free agents end up because there'll probably be one guy that that ends up in a spot that could be good. Dalton Schultz, for example, you know, leaving Houston if he does. Um, could still be a, a viable option. So we're probably going to be, you know, 15 deep in terms of top yeah. 12 options. Clearly there's going to be a separation of, you know, where the top five or six go comparatively to, you know, the rest of the group. But it feels like it's in a very good position 
given the fact that Kelsey's on the way toward the end of his career, if not done, and some of these other guys that just haven't stepped up that we were hoping for, but it could be a bounce back season that we just talked about with Coppets. Yeah, we for me, are... it's Bowers. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead yeah. Adam. No, no. I was just going to say, it's Bowers, Pitts, Musgrave, uh, and Ferguson probably for me. I don't think I'll have to use any kind of major premium capital get any of those guys. I think they'll all be ranked in the 10 to 12 range, eight to 12 range. Once we get through this and there's not a chance I'm going to be using a round three through seven, three through six pick at this position. What if you have to use one of those picks to get Bowers? I'll just pass and I'll go to Ferguson or whoever, or, 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 or um, Musgrave guys. I like, I just, I haven't seen much value in drafting tight. and push it. When we push the tight ends up into that round three to six range, I see, I see a lot of busts over the years. Right, Where go, did I get Hawkinson in our draft this week, Jamie? I don't know, but let's let's go faster. I'm it was sorry, like guys. super late. I've only like, read five that's going to be another option too. Is mm-hmm. you'll take two tight ends. One of them's Hawkinson, and then the other one's you know one of the late round guys that Dan's talking about. All right, let, uh, let's uh, fire through some questions here. This is from Newtel. No, from Johannes. Uh, with so many fantasy viable players on the Lions, who's going to be the worst value on the Lions come draft season? Wow. So in looking at, and I know he changed this, but I, I will, I would have initially said David Montgomery just based on Heath's ranking alone and not to pick on Heath, but he did have him in his top 12 running backs. If you have to draft David Montgomery as top 12 running back, then I'm definitely out. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of value, it's probably going to be just based on the conversation we had Laporta and that he might get drafted too soon. Not that I don't think he should be the number one tight end, but I think people will still say, I want to have that position locked up and not have to think about it, to set it and forget it. And we may see him get drafted, I don't think as early as round two, but maybe early in round three. Because that's when we start to see the drop-off of the elite players to the second-tier players. And you say, okay, I'll take a quarterback here. And you may say, I'll pivot to take a tight end there. And I think round three might even be a little bit too soon, especially early round three for Laporta. So he might be the one that gets drafted too soon. If you're just going to say somebody's going to be a bust, then I think Gibbs is going to be the first one drafted. And there's bust potential there because if Montgomery plays a full season, you may not get maximum potential from Jameer Gibbs like we saw when he was – the full guy missing sometimes situation missing some some games last year with uh, when when Montgomery was out. Mm-hmm. Gibbs was uh, the last nine games of the season, just the regular season, not including the playoffs. Number ten running back per game. He was great, but he only had he was only on pace for two hundred and forty five touches and about thirteen hundred total yards, a little bit more than that. Uh, he was great, but again, to, like as Jamie said, a lot of Montgomery. Next question, uh, Dave. I need a name in city. Bo from Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> uh, dear Amonra. Oh, wait. No, this question is from Germany. Sorry. So it's Bo from Germany. Same uh, thing. I won't read the greetings. Um, my friends and I started a 10-team dynasty league last year. Did And we're planning on expanding it to 12 teams. We're, did I read this? I think no, I did not read I don't it. Think so. We're aiming at... Can, are you answering that? Well, you actually listen to the episodes, so I respect that, Dan. Yeah. Uh, I think I meant to read it last Thursday, but didn't. We're aiming at conducting an expansion draft with the two new teams ahead of the rookie draft, very much like the NHL is conducting theirs. Um, All right, so he needs to keep some players here. He has Mahomes, Bijan, Jonathan Taylor, A-Chan, Brees Hall, Devontae Smith, Chris Olave. This is a good team. Puka Nakua. Just going to name every great player. Trey McBride. T. Higgins, Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, Kyler Murray. Who do I keep? Let me see how many he gets. Six team, six players. Wow. Only keep six players. You can only keep six. That's it. 
That's oh, this I, I, can I be the expansion team? Yeah. Really? And it's a one QB league, so he's got to keep Mahomes, right? So Kyler is easy to drop, yeah. One QB, yeah, you can. That's great. You immediately drop Kyler, but you can only keep six. So we actually got to pick the six you want to keep. Got to keep and Mahomes Puka. and B- what? Got to keep Puka. Uh, this, this, Mahomes, Bijan, Puka, lock those in, right? Yes. Brees Hall for sure. Brees yes. Hall, lock that in. That's four locked in. Why wouldn't yeah. you lock in Taylor? Uh, because you've got Devontae wow. Smith and Chris Olave. Why wouldn't you so lock just, in? Just Taylor? wait, just so I understand this. He's not losing all these players potentially. He could, but he's not necessarily guaranteed. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I would. I mean, so it's either it's either you're prioritizing all your running backs and just saying right. I'll take my chances at receiver, aside from maybe Puka. Well, no, I don't think you keep HN no matter what over Smith or Olave, do you? He's young. I mean, he could be stuck. Yeah. I don't know that yeah. you keep. I don't know that you look. It's a three receiver league too, and I guess you're keeping right. Puka, but. If you're keeping Bijan and Brees Hall, are you really keeping a third running back in a dynasty league? We know what this position is over Devontae Smith and Chris Olave. He he has has arguably the one and the two in dynasty at that position. So there's no chance I'm giving up Bijan and Brees Hall. No, that's fine. We locked those in. It's a matter of do you keep HN and Taylor with them? I keep those two. I keep Puka. Do you keep Mahomes? (laughs) That's a good question. In a 10-team, 1QB dynasty. No, it's now 12. It's going to 12. A 12-team, yeah. I'm keeping still a good question. I, keep I still think I keep Mahomes. All right, so let's Mahomes, say I'm keeping two running, running backs, backs. Puka. So who are the other two? If, I, if I'm well, keeping Bijan, Taylor, Achan, Brisol, and Puka. No, Achan's not guaranteed. No, let's no. say I'm guaranteeing him. I'm not. Wait a sec. Wait These a second. Are, wait, if, hold we on. Were, if we were starting a dynasty draft right now, all those guys would be top 30 picks. Yeah, but a lot of them would go ahead of Achan. Mahomes wouldn't be. The question is, if you're sure. dro- if you're throwing Mahomes back, Mahomes would 100% be in a top 30. I think yeah, so. Maybe. Over all right, so fine. You'd keep him over Smith. You would draft him over Olave or Devontae Smith. And to me, it comes down to Olave versus yeah. Mahomes. Over Mahomes. Yeah. What about Trey McBride? Is keeping, he, is he not part of I, this? How do you let that guy go in a dynasty league? Well, yeah, Adam. I know some people will think about Trey McBride. I, he wouldn't be in my consideration here over over these guys, but I know. That that's a name to consider as well. Okay, we can. And then listen, he he'll still have Higgins, for whatever it's worth. He'll still have Watson. Not guaranteed. He'll still have Reed. Well, if he listen, he's only losing three guys, three per team get taken by the right. Right. So So some of those guys, all of these other guys. All right, listen. I'm gonna let's each give an answer. Running backs. I'm keeping Mahomes and I'm keeping Puka. I'm keeping Mahomes, Puka, 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 Mahomes, Bijan, Brees. McBride and Alave. I'm going Mahomes, Bijan, Brees, Nuke, uh, Puka, Alave, and Smith. I'm going with those exact ones, except not Smith. Instead, I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. So, all right. I think you've got you know, five, four or five that are at least consensus there. That's good. William Cole asks if Devontae Adams reunites with Aaron Rodgers in New York City. How does this affect everyone's value, mm-hmm. basically? Yeah. Makes Rodgers more attractive, but still not a top 12 quarterback. Adams becomes wide receiver 20 in that range Ooh, at best. And, and Wilson is probably wide receiver 18. Oh, I go Adams over Wilson in that in that scenario, personally. Yeah, not at his age for me. That I understand. I just think the rapport will win out there. 
Um, okay, let's take a break. We've got a lot to talk about, including a very iffy choice that I made at a New York City diner that <laughs> Dan wants to ridicule me for. I think it was a perfectly fine choice, but no, it, was it, was the wor- it was the worst sandwich I've ever had in my life. That is not a joke. Um, plus, we have a lot of questions. We have one about Khalil Herbert. Sandwiches you like are bad, so I can't wait to hear this. It I also so like Adam's bad. like, I think it was a good decision, and then follows it up with, it was the worst sandwich I'm I've ever saying, had in it my wasn't life. My, it wasn't my fault. It was bad execution. The decision was No, fine. it was predictable. You went to it. We'll go on. We'll like go. You go for it on fourth down, and the running back drops no, the no, pass. No, no, it's no, not no, the, no. It's not no. the play call. It's the execution. All right. Uh, we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. We are back with our mailbag. Fantasyfootball at cbsi.com is the email address. Robbie wants to know what our thoughts are on the Bears' backfield next year. Khalil Herbert looked really good at the end of the year, but what about Roshan Johnson? And before you guys answer, let me give this stat. In his career, Khalil Herbert has 11 games with 16 or more carries. He has rushed for 72 or more yards in 10 of them. He has rushed for 97 or more yards in seven of those 11 games. And also in seven of those 11 games, Khalil Herbert has scored 15.9 or more PPR fantasy points. He's been pretty damn good when he's gotten the work. Um, But uh, Dave, what are your thoughts on the Bears running backs next year? As it stands now, I would expect a split between Herbert and Roshan. I think the coaching staff, which is mostly still in place, likes Roshan as a as a passing downs back. Maybe doesn't quite have the explosion that they would want to have from a feature back. And and I don't know if Herbert necessarily has a lot of that. But you mentioned just how well Herbert has run the ball when given the opportunity. I think they could also address the position either in free agency or the draft. Uh, Foreman is a free agent. Maybe they bring him back on the cheap. But there will probably be three running backs in total that we'll be looking at in Chicago. Oh, boy. Someone's not happy with me. Joshua in the chat says, Adam would rather talk about his diner experience than check in with his live chat of subscribers. No, I will read some of your YouTube questions at the end of the show. But this is the mailbag show, and we talk about stupid stuff a lot. Yeah, things get funky on the mailbag. Most people enjoy it. Sorry, you will get your questions answered, though. Don't worry. If, if Adam doesn't do it, I can do it. You All can, right, listen, I'm just going to say it, Dan. I don't think ordering a chicken parm sandwich at a diner is is risky. They should be able to make it. It's very, it's very risky. First of all, this, let me just t- explain to you what happened. This is like me going to McDonald's and being like, I wanted my burger medium rare. Look at what <laughs> I got. He goes to a dingy diner that he finds around the garden, which you know is not a, a, you know, a hotbed for great food. He goes, and, and when you're at a diner, what do you think is going on back there? You think Nona is back there <laughs> pounding the chicken breast and making the cutlets, putting them in, in you know, Here's the here's the here's the flour. Here's the you know here's the breadcrumbs. I'll put some panko. Let's fry it up. Oh, a sauce. Let's make our sauce from scratch. And they no, this is day old sauce. Maybe even out of a jar. This chicken cutlet is just frozen stuff. That's like, what are you doing, dude? You don't go to a diner for Italian food for chicken parm. Of course, you woke up with a stomach ache. Of course, it was terrible tasting going down. I didn't wake up with a stomach ache. What are you talking about? It just was bad. I added that guy <laughs> just for fun. I added that. In there. <laughs> you got the silkies. No. I mean, what do you expect? Like a diner in New York City by the garden. I don't know what you're doing. It's not going to be able to have chicken parm. When you go to that, you get a burger. That's it. A burger. The the breakfast was good. My kids' food. Pancakes were good. My wife got eggs. Like those were good. Breakfast food. That's the other out. You go breakfast food or you go burger, and that's it. So this call it a day. You don't go chicken parm. You don't need to go anything at like specific to, you know, like a a culture. Yeah. So I I, uh, I was eating it and I was like, this is weird. They put salsa. 
on this chicken parm. Oh, and God. I'm looking like salsa. Yeah, so salsa I took it all off. It was so gross. I was Is like, that on the menu? I, I said to my wife, I was like, I must like- have missed this on the menu. Like that it, there's salsa on it. So then at the end of the meal, I asked the waiter, I was like, is this salsa? And he's like, no, it's tomato sauce. Oh. It was so bad that oh. it looked, tasted, smelled like salsa. I really think it was salsa. They probably put only, salsa by mistake. If only, anyone, if only one, anyone could have predicted this three-day-old jarred sauce was going to go bad at a diner and, and not order it in the first place. Look at this comment here. Adam, stick to the Mount Kisco Diner. Honestly, that's what the problem was. I live near the Mount Kisco Diner. It is hands down the best diner in the country. It's not even a diner. It's like it's like high end diner. It's so good, and they will make a great chicken parm. So I really need to make sure I don't take my my orders from the Mount Kisco Diner to other diners. All right, uh, back to the show from Brian. Barbecue is perfect for a party. As I was going to do barbecue, I've actually scrapped that idea. It was 600 bucks. I was like, yeah, I don't think we're doing barbecue. Um, we host every year. Do they go with the arts and farts party? No, not my party, Jamie. Someone else's party. They're doing arts and crafts. We host a Super Bowl party every year. and we try what, were the, to- what were the choices again to call it? Oh, gosh. Sparts and crafts. Sports and crafts or sparts and crafts? I like arts and farts. <laughs> arts and farts is so much better. <laughs> if anyone has ever seen Wet Hot American Summer, then you're laughing at this arts and farts joke. Um, when New York hosted, we did a deli theme. Smoked turkey and roast beef. We made pastrami. It was great. This year, Vegas is a melting pot, so we're using Kansas City and San Fran cuisine. I like that, though. I like uh, host city determining your uh, determining your uh, your cuisine. I like that. Yeah, but there isn't a food that Vegas is known for. That's why they're doing San Francisco and Kansas. Unless City. you just have open bar at the at the party <laughs> buffet instead a of a buffet. buffet. <laughs> yeah, you can do a buffet. Uh, I'll show right. up. Question from Scott: Ten team non PPR, two quarterback, three receivers, no flex. I need to keep five. Again, ten team non PPR, two quarterback, three receivers. I need to keep five. Okay, he's got Tua, Trevor Lawrence, C.D. Lamb. Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Smith, Bijan Robinson, David Montgomery, and Sam Laporta. Let's pick only five. Yeah. And it's two QB, three wide receivers, no flex, no PPR. Lamb is obvious. Laporta's obvious. Sure. Bijan's obvious. Bijan's obvious. Yeah, Bijan's obvious. All right. We need two more, guys. It's a two QB league. We need two more out of Tua, Lawrence, Ayuk, Devontae, David Montgomery. Tua and Lawrence for me. Yeah, you got to keep the quarterbacks. I actually think I would keep. No, I think Jamie nailed it. You got to keep Laporta over those two receivers. Question How hard would it be to find a quarterback True. close to the level of Agreed. Tua or Trevor? I'm not That's keeping a good both. Point. I'm not keeping both. That's a good point, Dave. It's only a 10 team. team league. It doesn't yeah. sound like it's a dynasty league. It just right. sounds like it's a regular. Oh, it's not dynasty? Okay. Yeah. No, then. I think you're going to be able to find a quarterback. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able to improve on those quarterbacks. I don't know what your draft position is. And if someone will probably be able to either get one point. of those back or, or a rookie. So. I think I might yeah, you can definitely get a rookie. Yeah, I think I might leave Lawrence off and, and keep Ayuk instead. Yeah, that's that's the way I go. All right. Next question from um, 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 Adam, who says best name out there. Uh give up ten team half. Well, oh, there P- goes all the Dan questions that you didn't answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate my name, by the way. Ten team half PPR tight end. Why do you premium. hate the name Adam? It's so boring. Is literally the oldest name in the book. What would you have preferred? <laughs> like, what would you have preferred? I don't understand. Yeah, if, we, if you could change your name 
and wipe Adam off. Be careful what you say because we're going to call you this for the rest of the yeah. <laughs> No, I, my, I would have preferred. I, I would, would you I go was, with Myron? No, I would have. <laughs> I would have preferred uh, Andrew, which is what my I was almost named, which I ended up naming my son. So you would be an Andy. I feel like if you were, I would Andrew. not be an Andy. No, you can't. Can't. of course you would not be an Andy, but you might be the type of guy who's like, I want to go by Andrew at all times. Oh, I still have to send you a Andy. picture to put behind you. And I wouldn't be Drew either. I've been, I've been trying to get it. I've been like trying to find time to go to Staples and get a huge picture of Jamie <laughs> behind me. But uh, <laughs> I right, give up, give up Bijan and Zay Flowers for no. Justin Jefferson in a ten-team half PPR tight end premium league. Oh, a tight end premium doesn't play here. Mm. Wow! Right, thanks, is... thank you for that clarification, Dan. <laughs> uh, it, I, I'm, you know, I'm processing <laughs> things in my head, Adam. I'm a little bit slower than you. you have to give me a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, I I'll, I'll, I would keep Jefferson. I would take Jefferson. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go Bijan and Flowers. What if Flowers is great? You know, he's got a chance to be great. And Bijan, I think, is great. But Bijan could be it's really not fun easy next here. Year. Right, so that's a two. That's two different votes. Jamie, what are you doing? Bijan and Flowers or Jefferson? Jefferson. Dave? Does it say how many receivers you need to start? No. No. We just know it's a tight end premium. Uh, I think I would lean toward Jefferson as well. And this is from Mike, a nerd. He may he may also be tight end eligible at some point, so you get points that way. <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> uh, Jamie shared that he gives university-level economics lectures relevant to fantasy football. And That's we, exactly what I shared, yeah. We just let that slip by? <laughs> this is incredible. We need an episode to hear what he has to say. Better let, better yet, a lecture series. Uh, what do you think, Jamie? You ready for your lecture series? I mean, yeah. I'm going to my second college to give a speech to an economics club. Like, it's mind-boggling that <laughs> that will even happen. <laughs> it, Professor Eisenberg. Mind-boggling. When are, when are you publishing your uh, – your series on fantasy football, your laureate or whatever. I don't even know because I'm an idiot, but like what do, what do fame, what do like intelligent people in college do? Uh, um, well, I'll be around a lot of intelligent people. So I'll ask them because I'm, yeah, yeah, you can <laughs> don't ask me. No, but like, oh, I'm, I'm killing myself here thinking about this. I just, I just like thinking about Jamie with a pipe going in front of like, 400 person lecture halls. That's what I'm thinking about. They're expecting, <laughs> they're expecting like economics. Like he's going to tell you the secrets to the stock market and like making 10 times your money. And he'll be like, be John Robinson. I usually, I usually ever. Go, I, like I said, I've done this uh, a few times now at Florida Atlantic university. And I usually just walk up there extremely unprepared. Um, <laughs> I send, I send a bunch of like fantasy football statistics, like about the industry to my friend who makes a PowerPoint that I don't even look at before I even go up there. <laughs> and I said, let's go to the slides. Um, I usually put in a, uh, a video that kills five minutes of like, one of our shows. Like, so maybe this one will apply. There you <laughs> go. About this. But, like they get an example of like what it's like to talk on camera and do those things. Not that I do that well either. Um, and then, um, you know, then we just talk football. It's oh, your that's thesis. Fun. That's like what I'm next. The that's what you have to write up your oh, thesis. Oh, could you on imagine football as it relates to world economics? Could you imagine yep. having to write a thesis? I am so glad oh. I did not have a major that required. I couldn't even say a thesis. sentence correctly <laughs> about writing a thesis. A minute. So wait, so Adam, you majored in acting? No, 
Theater, sorry, theater. What was the other one that you? I majored with? in broadcast journalism. As part of this, Dave knows this. You're if you majored in anything communications at Miami, you needed a second major. So I, my second major originally was economics, which I loved, and freshman year was great. Sophomore year, my first semester, economics got really hard and really 8 a.m. in the morning here, 8 a.m. in the morning. And I was really tired and really not into it. I knew what I was going to end up doing. It was going to be comm school and, comm, you know, communication stuff anyway. So I was like, nope, this is it. We're done. So then I changed my second major to theater arts. And uh, I spell it T-H-E-A-T-R-E, T-H-E-A-T-R-E, yeah, uh, not E-R. So you know I'm legit. And I basically used that time to focus on theater management, which was I sat in the box office and sold tickets to our shows. Can I, can I ask a question that's very important for both myself and the listeners? Is there any footage that we can recover of you in a play or acting? No, I never did any. Since I was in one class, and I'll never forget, this was my favorite teacher, actually. And the first day, or one of the first days, he made us stand in a circle, and we had an invisible beach ball, and we had to bop it over to somebody. And as you bopped it over to somebody, you had to make a sound like Bleh, or whatever. And whoever caught your beach ball had to imitate your sound and then, then <laughs> do their own sound, new sound, and send it to someone else. Like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into here? This was a college level class. It was a yeah. Summer, no wonder why they're asking school. Jamie to give lectures and econ. I'm gonna use this in my uh, my my speech. Hey, I'm gonna <laughs> pretend to hit a beach ball at you. Make a sound. <laughs> it's, it's and crazy. then at the end, Jamie will say that'll be two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that was one of the things I did, like acting in classes. But no, I never was in a play. I I, I had to volunteer to be an usher at the play, hang lights at the plays. Oh, I hate. I just so just, hate just so we understand your your formative years, your backup goalie on soccer team never yeah. played. That's true. You were a theater major, never acted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I did a lot of communication. I did a lot of broadcasting. I did a lot of broadcasting. Dan, are you like me? Are you picturing Adam in like Shakespearean era? I was clothes? hoping, man. Well, I was you hoping. Picture I, I, pipe and Adam. <laughs> I was hoping. Yeah, I could like Jamie's a professor. <laughs> Adam's doing Shakespeare. <laughs> Dan's complaining about diner food, and I'm eating diner food. Yeah. I don't think I've liked one. Jo- I think I liked Hamlet. I, I hated Shakespeare. That was high school, though. Like every Shakespeare play that I had to read, I, I just like I've never I've never read or seen a Shakespeare play. You've never been to high school? We didn't do it in our high school. <laughs> was that like a class you had? I'm going no, to the theater this week. Part of Very English. Excited. What are you seeing? No, I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. I'm uh, Fiddler it. on the Roof. Okay. Oh, is that Shakespeare? No, I'm just I <laughs> want to see Book of Mormon. Yeah, there he is, Billy Madison. <laughs> Billy Madison with the skull. Yes, I love it. All right, here's a question. Uh, from Krana, who asked us about the double dipping yesterday. Between Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Dan. Oh, if- Dan definitely would be the double dipper. Um, mm, I don't think so. No, I don't double dip, but I will say that I don't care if somebody double dips because I don't okay. really believe in I'm not a big – it's just not not something that's going to bother me if I see it. If you four were in a haunted house, who would lead the way out? <laughs> not Dave. I've, I've seen him drive. Me, right? <laughs> I think it would have to be Adam. Yeah, I think Dave. it would be me. Yeah. Why did Adam you say that? No, Adam would run away crying. No, I like haunted. I like scary stuff. Oh, haunted house. I didn't even Does think. Dan it. get to bring his toilet with him because that's the only time I've ever seen him. <laughs> <laughs> what about the time when, would, you, when you took me out and I had that stick with a burger? Dan would lead us to the bathroom. I would lead True. us out of the house. Um, <laughs> I would lead us to the bathroom. <laughs> let's say. Let's see. Listen, I'm, I'm I'm speaking in economics classes. I'll get you out. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, and does Jamie bring up the stick in the burger conundrum when he gives his uh, his presentation? Oh. <laughs> oh, I might. I might. Yeah. Maybe there's an economical way to eat a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Matt wants to know, when will Adam acknowledge my warning regarding the Eagles back in week 10? So oh. Matt apparently, Matt's a longtime, you know, very dedicated listener. Uh, I don't specifically remember what you said. But apparently I said, no, Jalen Hurts is fine. He's QB2 rest of season. And I, I don't guess he wasn't. Um, but were there some warning signs for the Eagles that we need to be taking more seriously going into 2024? That'd be my question. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. And should maybe Jalen Hurts not be QB2? Well, I mean, first off, we got to see if if the tush push is banned. That's huge. Yeah. Jason Kelsey retiring is huge. You know, so loss of, I mean, they kind of go hand in hand in, in, in a way. Um yeah, I, I I think there there are some things to be a little bit concerned about. You know, we saw Shane Steichen's absence, and is Kellen Moore the answer? You know, because last year Brian Johnson, I don't think necessarily brought out the best of Jalen Hurts. Not that he was bad, but it just wasn't as good as it was the previous season. So there are some some warning signs, but you still look at what he does with his legs. The rushing touchdowns are huge. He still has an amazing receiving core, and we don't know what the backfield looks like. So. Yeah, he's still a top three quarterback. I don't think he's going to slip past, let's say, four or five at, at worst. Um, A.J. Brown's still a star. Devontae Smith's still a very good number two receiver. Dallas Goddard's borderline top 12 tight end. I mean, there's still a lot to love about the situation. I think back to what the the Eagles-Dallas game from this year and then what Nick Bosa said after right before the Eagles 49ers game. And he was like, look, if you watch the tape, there's a way to play Jalen hurts. And it's not, not to, it's to pass rush him in a certain way where you don't allow him to run the B gap. And after that, and then it's the same thing that happened with Daniel Jones. And after that, you start to see these quarterbacks look at the pass rush, start to see them break the pocket to the right and roll, right. Cutting off half the field. It's not good. And we'll see what happens with hurts, but I, I have definite concerns there. It's also a uh, lack of, I think seeing the field in general. I mean, he's he's yes. definitely every time he's he's on the move, he's looking downfield, and not that that's a huge issue, but it's not the best way to operate. We saw Dallas Goddard really get frustrated with him. Yep. I think it was a playoff loss, you know, where he's wide open on a key third down or fourth down, whatever it was, and and Jalen Hurst didn't even look at him. Yep. By the way, Matt. Speaking of um, uh, uh, predictions that you you were right on middle of the season, Adam on FFT and five yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> These were the two things he got right, Dave. Okay. That he said he got right. I was right, I was right on Travis Etienne. This is what okay. I'm That's speaking with Adam. What I was right on Travis Etienne. Wait, can I can I, I do it? No. You're gonna say it wrong. You've already said it wrong. I was saying I drafted a lot of Travis. Never interrupt the professor while he's in the middle. I drafted a lot of Travis Etienne. I was right about that. I think he had finished his RB seven or eight per game. So that was a good pick for me. I oh, thought, I thought you were saying about trading. That was the mid-season. other thing. I was also right about saying to sell high on him midseason. So I was right no, no, about no, no, it twice. And then, the, then where's the asterisk? I'm but, <laughs> but I didn't actually make any trades involving Travis Etienne. <laughs> <laughs> but I did tell everybody else to. So yeah. I think you could be. I think that was legit. All right. So I want to give a shout out to Matt who asked that question. He is says typing with my pointer finger under my desk. Someone said, why is your pointer finger under your desk? And I know he's at work and he doesn't want to get caught. So my thumb has a cut and my office door is open. And then someone said, HR has entered the chat. So he is sneaking <laughs> in chat questions right now um, under the under the, uh, I like the it. desk. I love it. All right. Do we have any other questions? I love it. The guy was like, does Adam pay attention to anything here? And not one person has asked the fantasy he probably question. probably left because you were talking about your, your stupid sandwich. 
No, that needed to be discussed. <laughs> Dan was very intent on discussing the sandwich. It's just such a bad decision. Hi, yes. Can I have the salsa parmesan? Uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> salsa chicken, please. It Again, so it's like you go to McDonald's and you're like, oh, my burger was well done. Uh, you know, well, McDonald's basically cooks the burger the same way every single time. So no, did you see there's somebody uh, either TikTok or Twitter posted. I saw that, Jamie. It's so gross. That they found about the a McDonald's bag. No, she kept a, McDonald's, a bag of McDonald's in her years, closet for 20 years. There was no mold on the hamburger, the bun. Or the fries. Nothing changed about the look of the of the burger or, or the, the fries. fries. Ugh. How do you I, yeah. how do you keep a sandwich for twenty years? She just put it in her closet in a in a McDonald's bag and just left it there. And forget who does. No, I that? think she did it as an experiment, and it looked exactly Hopefully. the same. How did that not stink up her house? I would I would think, and I don't know, and like they're not a sponsor or anything, but I would think that the meat would that they use now twenty years later. Would probably go moldy. The fries wouldn't. No like, shot. how many no times do you shot. find a French fry I would in the bet back my of life your car that what you seat? just said is wrong, Adam. There's I, I, no shot we went let the less chemical route as time went on. There's no. Oh, shot. You gotta let Dave answer this one because he's probably had it twice the same thing. Best steak in <laughs> Boca. Best steak in Boca. Oh, of course. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't love any of the places in Boca. New York Prime is good. Uh, Dave and Louise is good. What are each of your favorite Seinfeld quotes? Oh. They're real and they're spectacular. That is a great. Yeah, that would be yours. I love. Uh, uh, that would definitely be Jamie's. But. <laughs> just, I love I the know. John Lovitz episode um, where he's like, good for you, Jack. He's like, George, you got a rug. Good for you, Jack. And that's like that scene is my favorite scene. My, my favorite is. And you want to be my latex salesman. That's good. I don't know if I have a favorite quote. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, there's like, there's so many. There's, first of all, there's an obscure one where George just yells Twix, like in anger because he tried to trick everybody at a car dealership. Oh, with the, 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 the candy bar lineup. The candy bar lineup. Right. That's one of my absolute favorite episodes. And then uh, when Elaine wants to make love to Jerry to save the their friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and Jerry goes, sex to save the friendship. friendship. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adams would definitely be, it was a scratch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Dan, you missed it. Re recreate what you did. What? Recreate what? what? When you when you use your sleeve as a tissue. Oh, oh this? I went like this. I think that's like, what he's, I like he's five. <laughs> I had an itch on my nose. I itched it with my sleeve. And Who itches with their sleeve? I, I itch my nose a Dan, lot. Now you don't have kids. You don't have kids. That's what every child <laughs> under the age of five does. Things to do. Yeah. I mean, look, Adam. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. We're out of here, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And thanks for your questions. Uh, I was at the pool. I was at the pool. Yeah, that's a good that's one. That's a good one. The jerk store called. They want more of you. All <laughs> right. We uh, will talk to you tomorrow with our big Super Bowl preview. Game of the week. See ya.